Well, it's been a few years since we've used this blue paper. It's a believer's blue, by the way. 2006 was when you last saw this color on Sunday night. 2006, we did a series for the Sunday nights called Faith Walkers. And we started in the 11th chapter of Hebrews and read about the Hall of Faith Talked about what faith is, and then we tackled a number of different characters uh, through the Bible. We spent four weeks on some of them, six weeks on some of them, eight weeks on one of them, I think. And, uh, we didn't get through that many characters. And so this year, as I was thinking about what to do on Sunday night, uh, I thought, well, there's plenty of faith walkers left. Let's, let's do faith walkers the sequel. And, Go back and uh, pick up some more that we haven't talked about yet. So there's plenty of major characters and a whole lot of minor characters that we haven't talked about. And we're going to see if we can pick a few of those up this year. Uh, Not just to learn biographies. We're not just trying to learn about a person. We're trying to learn about faith. Uh, We're looking at people who walked by faith. Uh, Not all the time. If any of you remember 2006, we didn't find anybody uh, that walked by faith all the time that we know of, except Enoch maybe, and we don't know much about him. Uh, but all the others, that were major characters we studied, had some ups and downs. Uh, they had some good faith times and some where they were a little shaky on their faith. Uh, so hopefully we'll learn a little bit more about people who walked by faith and are commended for it in the Bible. Uh, we're going to pretty well redo the introduction since I know most of you still have it pretty fresh after seven years, but uh, some of you might need it tuned up just a little bit, so we'll just kind of go back over it. And most of this is pretty well uh, what we did the first Sunday in 2006, but uh, the concept of faith is where we got to start. So we understand what we're talking about, what faith is. Uh, everybody lives by faith. Now, a lot of folks say they look down on religious people who live by faith, and, and all that, but they live by faith too. Uh, you can't get through this world without living by faith. You've got to have faith in something. Uh, our faith is in God as revealed in the Bible, uh, but everybody else has faith in all kinds of things, maybe religious, maybe non-religious. Uh, may some people have faith in themselves, trust in human potential, that we humans can do this. Uh, some people put their faith in science. Some people put their faith in political power. But they got faith. Uh, when you get up in the morning, you got to have faith in a lot of things just to function. Uh, when you get up and throw the light switch, why do you do that? You got faith that the light. Did anybody understand the entire electrical grid system and how it gets to that light bulb in the ceiling? Nobody understands that. But you got faith that when you throw that switch, things are going to light up. Power ever go out at your house? You're walking around with your flashlight and go in the next room and flip the switch. Walking around flipping the switches and say, "Oh yeah, it doesn't work." Well, you still got that faith, don't you? We, we have faith in that. Uh, when you go out and turn your car on, turn the ignition switch, you got faith. Things are going to happen. Don't understand 
everything that happens and how and uh, all the some of you understand every piece of it, but most of us don't. We just turn the switch and got faith it's going to work. Uh, some of you have been sick lately. Took some medicine probably. If I ask you to explain all that to me and how that medicine worked and exactly what it did to your body and why, you probably couldn't. And if I ask you, why are you putting that in your mouth and hoping that it does something, you'd say, well, I've got faith. I've got faith in a doctor whose name I can't pronounce, who gave me a prescription I can't read. I took it to a pharmacist that I didn't see, and he gave me some medicine that I don't understand how it works. But I got faith it's going to fix me. So we all got faith in things. So uh, the concept of faith and understanding that's what it is, is trusting in something uh, will help us, I think, as we go through this lesson and all this year. Uh, understanding what biblical faith is and faith in God is. A.W. Tozer put a quote down here on your hand. He said, faith is seeing the invisible, but not the non-existent. Uh, we've, we've got faith in something that's invisible, and our chapter will, will tell us about that in a little while. Uh, we walk with God, but he's not non-existent. He's just invisible. Now, the purpose of Hebrews 11, where we're going to spend most of our time tonight, the purpose is to list some folks who did walk by faith to encourage us. The book of Hebrews, and I consider just reading the whole chapter, Hebrews chapter 11, it's a great exercise in history and remembering folks and all that, but let's go to the next chapter. After Hebrews 11, which lists all these faith walkers, and we'll go back through them a little bit as we go. But when we get done with that, how how does he start chapter 12? Of course, chapter division wasn't there when the writer of Hebrews wrote it. He just made this list, and then he said, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the, the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So he lists all these people who did all different things, they all had different experiences than we did. But they all walked by faith. And he said, therefore, since we've got all those witnesses, and they're watching actually now, let us run whatever race we've got to run. We probably don't have to spend 40 years in exile like Moses did. Uh, we don't have to get imprisoned like some of these folks in this list did. They all got different experiences, but we've got our own course marked out. And let us fix our eyes on Jesus and let us walk by faith. So all of chapter 11 is an encouragement. We, we go back and look at these people, think about the things that they did, how they did it, what happened to them, how they were rewarded. 
and it should encourage us in our daily walk. So that's the purpose of this chapter that we're talking about tonight. Now what's in chapter 11, the contents of it, is it starts with a definition. He wants to talk about faith, so he starts in verse 1 and tells us what faith is. He said, now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. And then he starts listing the ancients. Another translation says, faith is the substance of things hoped for. NIV says, being sure of what we hope for. Another translation says, it's the evidence of things not seen. NIV says, being certain of what we don't see. That's what faith is. is This assurance, this certainty, this substance of things that we hope for. It's a foundation. It's a solid foundation that we build everything on. Uh, Every field, every... Science, everything has some substance that you build on. That's what the Christians build on is faith. Some of you still remember your geometry. Uh, Some of those old guys, it amazes me how they ever figured it out, but they figured out these basic formulas. A squared plus B squared equals C squared. I don't know how many triangles that guy had to measure to figure that out. But he figured out, he said, that's the substance of trigonometry. Well, we got it. We can build on that. We can go from there. The writer of Hebrews says, faith is the substance of all that we hope for. That's where it starts. And it's the evidence, or it's the certainty of what we're going to get. Of course, we hope for heaven, we hope for the resurrection day, Uh, we hope for all of that, and faith is the substance of that. Now, he gives us example after example after example. Uh, Let's just read the first one there in verse 3. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command, so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. Here's an example of faith. He defined it for us, and now he says, here's an example. How do we know God made the universe? Faith. I said at the start, everybody lives by faith in something. Uh, You go to find a professor at most state schools, you find a secular humanist professor, and he'd say something like, I put there on your handout, by faith, he might not say that, but that's what he means, we believe that the universe evolved from mindless matter so that order accidentally emerged from chaos. That's what he believes by faith. The writer of Hebrews said, we understand The universe was formed at God's command. By faith, we understand that. He made what we see out of things that weren't seen. Out of nothing, he made what's here. You believe that? You believe it by faith. 
You believe it happened by accident, you believe that by faith. Yeah. So, so that's his first example. He tells us that faith is required for that. And which one's more reasonable? That's not what this sermon's about. But if you stop and think about which one's more reasonable, all of the science that we've got is because people thought it's more reasonable that God created this. Therefore, we can do science. If it happened by accident, why would you ever want to investigate anything? You know, there wouldn't be any order to anything. But if God made it, there's an order to things. If God made it, if we can figure out and measure empirically and see what happens and measure when does water freeze, then we'll know when water freezes. Because if God made it, he'd make it uniform. What scientists thought. That's why they did science. They did it by faith. Couldn't prove God was there, but they did it by faith. So that's the writer of Hebrews' first example is just the very basics of this universe. And then he gets personal. And he makes this list. And let's go over on the back page and look at this list. I tried to summarize the whole chapter, and I think maybe I missed a phrase or two, but I tried to put it in the the order of what a good sermon would be. A good sermon could pick any of these examples and say, all right, this person did this by faith, and here's what happened. That's the three pieces. It's who the person was, what they did, and what the reward was. Well, if you go through this list, it gets kind of interesting because you'll see there's some blanks. In fact, there's a lot of blanks. Uh, the first one he's got in there is Abel. And he says, by faith, Abel offered a better sacrifice than Cain did. And he was commended as a righteous man. And by faith, he still speaks, even though he's dead. Okay? So preachers are still using Abel as an example. He's still speaking today. Uh, by faith, he did that. Okay. Enoch, he doesn't, doesn't tell us much about Enoch. By faith, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. Before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. So I, I, that's one blank I probably missed under what they did. You could probably write in there, pleased God, and that's all we know about Enoch. We don't know how he pleased God or what God asked him to do or anything else, but he pleased God so much that he didn't die. He just said, Enoch, come on up. You don't have to go through all that other stuff. You don't have to go through death and all of those problems. Just come on up here and be with me. Kind of a special guy in our list. And you keep going through there and you... You, know, you see that there's rewards for a lot of them, sort of. Abel was commended. Noah became an heir of righteousness. Abraham, the only reward it's got in there other than being commended is that he became a father. And there aren't many others. Rahab wasn't killed, but the rest of them, there's nothing over there in that reward list. 
Kind of makes you think, doesn't it? What's walking by faith all about? Is it getting earthly rewards? Not according to Hebrews 11. We did a series a number of years ago about abundant living. That if you follow God's plan and you follow his rules and do what he says and all that, yeah, you'll get eternal life, but life here will be better too. And in the general, and as a rule of thumb, as a principle, that's true, but it's not a guarantee. Bad things happen to good people. And a lot of these folks in here, we don't have a reward listed for them, but their, their story is still instructional. Their story is still motivating. It's still encouraging if we look at the things that happened and the things that they did. We go through that list and, and see that Abraham, he's listed a number of times, he obeyed and went. Yeah, that's the first thing that's listed about him. And if you know that story, that's an amazing story of faith. Yeah. Abraham was 75 years old and he was probably just getting settled in pretty well, you know. <laughs> where he was in Ur. And God said, I want you to leave. I want you to pack up and move. That's all he said. I don't know how the rest of the conversation went, but if it was me, I'd ask where. You know, where do you want me to go? And God said, you, you never heard of it. Someplace you don't know about well, how long is it going to take me to get there? Well, you'll find out. Well, how, how will I know when I get there? I'll tell you. I'll let you know when you're there. So, I mean, it sounds kind of easy when you read Abraham did it, but think about it. We, we take our grandkids on a vacation every summer, and the very first one, we got in the car and took off on Fairly short drive, but it's a long drive to kids. So you know what they started asking. How long is it going to be? How far is it? Are we there yet? Okay. So I gave them the answer. I said, it is hours and hours and hours and hours away. Okay. It was about the third day before they finally decided they weren't going to get any other answer. That's what I answered every time. Occasionally, Cindy would start to break down and tell them, you know, we're just 10 miles away. I said, no, 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 we're hours and hours and hours and hours away. Okay? And it finally cracked them. They finally broke, and they quit asking, which was the goal. Yeah. Well, we, we think about that with kids, you know, with six years old and eight years old and all that. Abraham, 75, and God says, go somewhere, and I'm not going to tell you where, and I'm not going to tell you how far, and I'm not going to tell you where it is, and when you get there, I'll tell you. You see why he's in Hebrews 11? By faith, he obeyed and went. He walked by faith. He trusted in the invisible. He believed 
that God would take care of things. So he obeyed and went. And everybody in the list, that's what they're in there for. Abel's in there for his giving, for his sacrifice. And we don't know why. We don't know what he was supposed to sacrifice. But whatever, he did what God said by faith. And he was commended for it. And on down the list, we get to the Israelites and the the walls of Jericho falling down. That's an amazing one if you read the story. I reread it this afternoon just to refresh my mind. In Joshua chapter 6, it starts out and it says they got to Jericho and Jericho was locked up tight. It said nobody was coming in or going out because the Israelites were there. And the Israelites were a great army and everybody was afraid of them. So Jericho, this huge walled city that could defend itself for years against an army outside, locked up. So close the gates, done. And the commander of the Lord's army takes Joshua and shows him. And you know what he says? He says, see that? You see, I've given it to you. He's looking at a walled city that's completely locked up. And he's telling these brick masons, see, it's yours. And Joshua says, oh, okay. <laughs> it's ours. And then he tells these people, he says, you march around it, you blow, you do all this once a day, and then on the seventh day we're going to march around it seven times and all that. And then we're going to shout because it's ours. The walls are still standing, folks. It is still the impregnable, locked up, walled city. And Joshua says, now everybody cheer because it's ours. That doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Earthly sense. It makes faith sense. If you're walking by faith, if he says it's yours, then you shout. Everybody in this whole list is like that. They did things that didn't make sense physically, earthly, any other way except they trusted God. We could spend a lot of time on each one. Look at Isaac. He blessed Jacob and Esau because he knew that God was going to bless their future and how they were going to bless, God was going to bless their future. Joseph, stuck in Egypt, he planned for the Exodus. He told folks, hey, now when we leave Egypt, you take my bones with you. Well, how do you know we're going to leave? Because God said we're going to leave. I'm walking by faith here. So, so he gives us this list and all these specifics about what people did. And then he gets down to the end and he kind of, maybe he's trying to hurry things along, I don't know. But he lumps a bunch of people together. Well, he was trying to hurry along because he said, I don't have time. <laughs> Verse 32, I forgot that. He said, I don't have time to tell you about Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah and David and Samuel and the prophets. 
All of them are a story in their own. And I don't have time to give you the details, but those guys and some others, look at that list. I lumped them all together at the bottom of the list. They conquered kingdoms. They administered justice. They shut the mouths of lions. That was Daniel, even though he's not in the list. and There were probably others. They quenched the fury of the flames. We know at least it was Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, even though they're not in the list. They escaped the sword. David's in the list, and he escaped the sword of Goliath. Their weakness was turned to strength. They became powerful in battle. They routed foreign armies. The dead were raised. He said, there's so many stories I haven't got time to tell you. But Gideon and David and all these other guys, they did these kind of things. Now here's the tough part. All of these stories we know. We tell these stories in kids' wing down there. We tell them about Gideon and Samson and the Israelites and Rahab. and They know all these. We don't tell these stories very much that start down here in the middle of 35. The writer of Hebrews says, Others were tortured and refused to be released so that they might gain a better resurrection. Some faced jeers and flogging. Still others were chained and put in prison. They were stoned. They were sawed in two. They were put to death by the sword. They went about in sheepskin and goatskins, destitute, persecuted, and mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and mountains, in caves and holes in the ground. He talks all about all the people who not only didn't get a reward like these earlier ones we don't have listed, they didn't get any kind of a reward here. They, they got tortured. They got sawn in half. They got burned at the stake. These were all commended for their faith. Listen now. Yet none of them received what had been promised. God had planned something better for us so that only together with us would they be made perfect. They didn't get any earthly reward. They didn't get the kind of uh, exaltation that David and Moses and Joseph and some of these others got. They didn't see anything. They died martyrs. But the writer of Hebrews says they were they, those they were commended for their faith, but they didn't see anything of it. Now they're going to they're, they're going to, the invisible. They're going to get it, but they didn't hear. Now, is that a lesson on faith walking? You, t- you turn on TV and you get the most TV evangelists, and what'll they tell you? If you walk by faith, what's going to happen? Life is going to be wonderful. You know, and if you plant that seed faith, <laughs> you send me that money, you're going to be rich. Everything's going to be great. And on and on and on. You read Hebrews 11, you don't get that story. Not everything comes out beautiful. 
in this life. It all comes out beautiful in the end. That's what faith walking is all about. Look at some of those verses I put put down there that didn't really cover a person. I put I call them notable verses, but they teach us about faith walking too. Verse ten, talking about uh, who was that talking about it? Uh, Noah, Abraham. Yeah, he was looking forward to a city with foundations, whose architect and builder is God. You see, if you're looking forward to that, it doesn't really matter whether you're in Ur or Palestine or where. You just do it by faith. Verse 13, he said, all these people were still living by faith when they died. They didn't receive the things promised. They admitted they were aliens and strangers on earth. Okay, We don't always get rewarded here. Verse 16, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Verse 27, not fearing the king's anger, he persevered because he saw him who is invisible. We get earthly persecution. We get earthly things going against us. And if we walk by faith, we see somebody higher than that. We see the one who is invisible. That was the decision Moses had to make. He had it all, by the way. And he knew the king was mad at him, but he didn't fear that because he was looking to God. Verse 39, these were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised. God had planned something better for them. That's what faith walking is. I gave you a little few slogans there at the end of page one. Let's go back over to the first page. What's Hebrews 11 telling us? Faith walking is believing when I don't see it, obeying when I don't understand it, giving when it's all I have, persisting when I don't feel like it, thanking before I receive it, and trusting even if I don't get it. That's not the way we normally think. Not the way humans are wired. But that's faith walking. And that's why we've got chapter 11 of Hebrews. Is to remind us of people who did walk by faith. Now, I said we're going to study some different heroes of faith as we go through. Let me read you one quote from D.L. Moody that might help you incentivize you to come back on Sunday nights and study some of these Hebrews. Mr. Moody, famous preacher, said, I prayed for faith and thought that someday it would come down and strike me like lightning. But faith didn't seem to come. One day I read in Romans that faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. I had, up to that time, closed my Bible and prayed for faith. Now I opened my Bible and began to study. And faith has been growing ever since. You want more faith? You can pray about it all day. And yeah, he'll give you faith in a sense. But like Moody said and like Hebrews 12 said and all that, you read about these people and how they did walk by faith. 
how it worked and the, the things they overcame and the things they were rewarded with or not rewarded with, and your faith will grow. So hopefully a year from now we can say that our faith has grown because we've studied a few more faith walkers. All right, the lesson is yours, and we'll tackle a new hero of faith next week. If you need to respond to the Lord's invitation, we'd be happy to help you with that tonight. If you have a prayer request for this family, we'd be happy to pray with you about them. If you have any other needs, won't you come? Let's stand and sing.